On this week's episode of the Players Experience Podcast, we are joined by NHL alumni Andy Delmore. Andy's going to be chatting about what his career and experiences were like growing up through the OHL, being drafted by the Philadelphia Flyers back in 1997 uh, after not being drafted at all during the draft year itself. Um, He's also going to chat about what his favorite experience was between the four clubs he played with and what it's like now to be able to uh, be retired but still be in the sport of hockey and sharing his experiences with the next generation of skaters. Before we bring Andy onto the show, of course, we would like to give credit to our uh, production team, Jay Salty Photography, for all the work that they do with the images and the videos that you see each and every week. So if you haven't followed them on Instagram, please do so because you will not be disappointed. Also, guys, remember on YouTube, Uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts, make sure to subscribe, hit the follow button so that you guys uh, don't miss any future episodes um, because we are coming at you each and every week with new guests, uh, with new and exciting experiences and stories throughout their work, their careers, and much more. Also, guys, remember we have partnerships with Hush Blankets and The Great North Apparel, so hit me up if you want some coupon codes for those products as well to get some discounts on some great products Uh, from those two fantastic organizations. Now, without any further ado, let's bring Andy on and start talking about some hockey. Hey, Andy, how's it going, man? Not bad, not bad. Thank you. Good. Thanks for uh, joining us today. How is everything going uh, on your end with with COVID surrounding us right now? Well, it's it's not a fun time, as we all know, but... uh... You know, we've got to hang in there for a few more months and, uh, you know, hopefully turn the corner here sometime soon. Yeah, definitely. Well, let's talk about some positive stuff about your career and your experiences. Um, I want to find out first, how did you, or like, did you know from a young age that you wanted to make a career out of hockey? Or if so, how did that journey begin for you? Uh, you want to know what? I, I played a ton of sports growing up, uh, you know, not just hockey. So, uh, you know, just like every kid, you, you know, when I grew up, we played a lot of sports. You know, it was, you know, baseball, hockey, you know, basketball. We, you know, I did track and field. We played, I played football in high school. You know, there was a lot of stuff going on. So I wouldn't say, I would say probably when I got to junior A in North Bay, that's when it kind of sunk in that this was uh, what I was going to do or try to do anyways. That's great. And talking about your career with uh, North Bay, so you started off your OHL career with the North Bay Centennials, followed by the Sarnia Sting, uh, obviously in the OHL. And then one thing that was really cool was that in your last game with the Sting, or sorry, the last season rather, you recorded 78 points in 63 games. How much work and dedication went into your junior career, especially that year, to put up those kind of numbers? Well, I'd say in, in North Bay, obviously being there as a 16-year-old, uh, you know, with a very good hockey team, we ended up winning the OHL championship that year. Uh, I didn't have a lot of playing time, but uh, a lot of practice time. You know, there was a lot of uh, extra time spent, you know, with the coaches and even without the coaches. Uh, you know, your first year junior, it's one of those things where um, – like your team has the ice for so long, you can stay out there forever if you want. And, uh, you know, I found myself staying on the ice and, you know, working on shooting pucks, just uh, just basically didn't want to get off the ice uh, that first year. So, uh, you know, like I said, with a good hockey team, the, the ice time wasn't uh, that available uh, during games, but uh, I took it upon myself with a few other young guys that we just, uh, you know, we worked as hard as we could. 
you know, hoping for the chance. And, you know, I guess that'll lead me on to that final season, you know, in Sarnia after I got traded there, was it all kind of paid off, uh, you know, throughout those four years of, uh, you know, the, the hard work, um, you know, the great coaching I received, uh, you know, about the game and how to prepare and, and be ready. So, uh, you know, it was a culmination of a lot of things for that, uh, for that hockey season to happen. That's cool. And for you, it must have felt a little bit special being able to play with Sarnia. Being from LaSalle, your family's able to come and see you play a little bit easier than traveling all the way up to North Bay. Yeah, it was. Uh, I don't think my parents missed a home game, to be honest. And if it was, there was uh, a big, big snowstorm, that's for sure. Uh, you know, it means a lot. As a kid moving away, it's always hard. But, uh, you know, when you come back, you kind of realize uh, – you know, how much they, they like seeing you play, to be honest. That's great. I know my parents have always been supportive, uh, like with my sports. I think most parents are of any kid's sports, and it's really cool just to see all the parents in the stands and being able to, if you score a goal or shoot a basket or, or whatever sport it is, being able to, like, look up in the crowd and know where they're sitting and, like, kind of point to them or wave to them. Or yeah, like it's, for sure. It's definitely a it's, special moment. And I think the thing that we, you know, we, we realized later on in life is how much time they actually put in during your childhood for this to happen. So, uh, you know, that's the other thing that you kind of start to realize at a certain point. All the kilometers pay off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> kilometers, gas, time, uh, you know, taking their lunch break to come see a play. Like it's, uh, it's interesting when you, when you get a little older, how it, how it all runs through your head. Now, you started off your NHL career in 1998 after you signed with the Philadelphia Flyers. After you found yourself undrafted during the 1997 draft, what was the mentality like for you um, going undrafted and then being able to sign with the Flyers to get your career started? Well, I'll probably say that that's the one thing that lit a massive fire. Um, it was, uh, I used the word chip on the shoulder a little bit. I know it's a little bit old school, but it definitely... Uh, it made me work a lot harder in the summer, um, getting workouts, hiring a trainer that I'd never done before, uh, and just uh, basically doing everything I could to, uh, I don't want to say prove anybody wrong. I don't think that's the right thing to say. Maybe prove to myself um, that I can do it. So uh, it definitely, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, definitely lit a fire, that's for sure. And it definitely did light that fire because during your rookie season, you made history by becoming the first rookie defenseman to record a hat trick in the playoffs. Following that, you also scored the overtime winner in game three of the 2000 Eastern Conference semifinals. What was it like for you to be able to know that you etched your name in the record book uh, as a rookie in the league? It was very surreal. It was, um, it was, uh, I always tell the story, you know, somebody could have stole my car that night and I would have just said, okay, you can have it. Like, I'll walk home. I'm not even going to report it. I'll just, it's okay. That's the feeling that you had is just, uh, you know, top of the world. Uh, you know, just a great feeling to be able to uh, not just etch yourself in the books, but help your team. You know, everybody says, what's the biggest goal you ever scored? And everybody thought it'd be the hat trick. And I always tell them it, it, it's not even close. It's the overtime, overtime goal to help your team stay in a series was, you know, by far the biggest for me. Definitely. And, yeah, those priceless moments kind of just anything bad could happen that night. And you're like, yeah, I'm good. I'm yeah, you can have the car. It's, it's, it's just a small thing. So you can have it. 
Now, throughout your career, you played four, uh, or sorry, with four NHL clubs, including the Flyers, the Predators, Sabres, and the Blue Jackets. Out of those clubs, which experience would you have to say kind of stood out as your most favorite? Well, I'd probably say Philadelphia. It's kind of where I got my start. Um, you know, two and a half years in the in the minors before I made basically the big club. So, uh, you know, almost five years spent there total. Um, just a lot of a lot of good things. My first year in the AHL, winning the Calder Cup was a you know very uh, big thing for me. Um, you know, just it was a lot of time. Great city. As we all know, the sports fans there, uh, you know, Eagles, Sixers, Phillies, it, it is a massive sports town and uh, a lot of fun to be a part of, even at the minor league level. Now, talking about Philadelphia for a second, I have to chat about the Eagles because it's crazy how that uh, city must be hating, uh, or like the Eagles right now must be like, kind of dealing with all the nonsense over the uh, questionable call during that Eagles last regular season game when uh, they kind of pull out Jalen Hurts. and Yeah, for sure. It's you know, it's funny. Everybody's thinking thinking what actually probably happened. There's 100% they did not want the Giants to win. Yeah, I believe in it, and uh, that's the type of sports fans and people they are. It's like, nope. If we're not winning, you're not winning. It's uh, it's actually pretty amazing. Like, there's no way I watched that game and I was like, what? How is this guy not playing right now? And sure enough, uh, you know, in Sudfeld, like nothing against the guy, but like, let's be serious. He's not that good. Yeah, no kidding. Um, now, talking about your career within like the four different clubs, is there, like you just talked about um, – your favorite kind of sit town or a team to play with, but was there one matchup during those four seasons or with those four clubs that um, where you had to go up against a fierce competitor or you had to get in a fight say, or something like that, that kind of stood out as something in your mind that still stands to today? Uh, you want to know what stands out the most to me? And you're, you'll, you'll be surprised, but uh, it was in the minors my first couple of years. Um, so our affiliate, the Flyers affiliate, was actually in Philadelphia, was the uh, Philadelphia Phantoms. And uh, prior to uh, the Phantoms, the, the Flyers were affiliated with the Hershey Bears, you know, just a, you know, not too far away. So with, with that happening, uh, the Flyers, or sorry, the Phantoms and the Hershey Bears had the biggest rivalry I'd ever been a part of. Like, it was, it was hatred. It was... It was, uh, you know, and then you played 12 times a year to boot, you know, so it was, uh, it was a, it was a rivalry. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been to the Hershey, old Hershey arena. Like it was, uh, it was just hatred is the word. Like it, it okay. was flat out that bad. Like exhibition games. I remember I wasn't a big fighter. Uh, exhibition game in Hershey. There was three of us left on each bench for about the last five minutes of the game. We played three on three. Like, that, everybody just fought. That's it was crazy. like, oh, my. It was like, what, what's going on? Look, looking around going, what, are we actually going to finish this game? <laughs> you know, it was uh, – <laughs> Oh, yeah, three on three. I don't I think there might have been one goal. Like, it was just uh, crazy to think that, that how it was back then. But, uh, you know, then you can go back to – you can build off of that and say, you know, Pittsburgh and uh, Philadelphia Flyers still – 
huge rivalry. I think they're playing tonight, aren't they? Uh, uh, yeah, they are actually. You know, in state, the state of Pennsylvania, it's a big rivalry as well. That's great. And you know what? Sports rivalries are always the best because it gives you something to kind of cheer for, cheer against, whatever you want to do, but it makes the sport or the, the engagement of the game so much better. I think it's – I think it's the fans just love it. Uh, you know, as a player, you play 82 games in a schedule. You know, they're all big. They're all big games to win. It, you know, the fans just eat those rivalries up, though, and the media, to be honest. Oh, the media is a whole other uh, – It's avenue. a whole different avenue. Now, you found yourself playing uh, a few seasons with the AHL, as you mentioned. What was the experience like to consistently grind through to make your way back to the NHL when you had to play some full seasons in the AHL? Uh, you know, you just take it as, uh, you know, part of the journey, you know, uh, it happens. You can't, uh, can't be down. You got to go in there and you got to be a great person, a great teammate and, uh, try and get back to, to where you want to be. Um, it's, it's not fun. Um, but it's, it's the way it is. Um, every year there's new players coming into the NHL and, and people are getting sent down. If you look at the waivers this year. Good players, it, it happens. It and uh, you know when my time was up, it, it it was. I had a tough time getting back, but uh, I'll never uh, regret it. And it was uh, everything I could have done. I tried, so that's good. And yeah, it's all about the perseverance and just like the dedication to the sport to get to where you want to be. And now, when the NHL lockout happened in two thousand four, you found yourself over in Germany to play with the DEL before heading back to the NHL the following year. Um, you ended up finding yourself back in Germany a few le- years later in 2007 to once again play there. What was it like to hop between the two leagues and play ultimately two different ho- styles of hockey? Um, I'm trying to think of that first year in Germany that well. You know, we had a great team during the lockout. We had a lot of really good players. Um, it was a lot of fun to immerse yourself in a different culture. Um, you know, not even, not even the hockey part. It was, uh, you know, just guys trying to figure out life in a, in a total foreign place. Uh, we had a coach there the, at the beginning of the year that, that only spoke German. So every drill, everything was in German. Uh, so it was, uh, it was different. Uh, I do it again. I think everybody should, should do that. Cause I think it's, uh, you learn a lot about yourself and life and seeing how other people live, not just, you know, within Ontario, like really, that's all I really knew. Um, the hockey style, it's different. It's different. That's big. That's a big ice sheet. It's almost too big. In my opinion, you almost have too much time to think, uh, you're not really reacting. You can kind of get it, look around. I don't want to make, I don't need that much time. It's, uh, you know, when I think too much, you're going to maybe make the wrong choice. So, uh, you know, that's with the puck, you know, without the puck playing defense on that big ice, there's a lot of time and space for those guys to skate. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of good players over there, a lot of really good hockey players. As you were starting to see, you know, through the Olympics, the World Juniors in Germany, there's, they're good hockey players. Yeah, this uh, World Juniors that just concluded, there was a lot of really good young talent, and I'm really excited just to kind of see what the future of the world junior holds for um, obviously for Canada, but for those like for Germany, Slovakia as well, because they had some really great sure. on the ice. Yeah. You know, and it's the proofs in the pudding when, you know, Tim Stutzel gets drafted 
third over third over second third uh sorry third overall to ottawa yeah so uh you know that's is he the highest or is dry still the highest german pick i can't remember off the top of my head i feel like strudel might be but yeah like that's what i mean a kid from germany is getting drafted in the top three of the nhl draft you know they're they're developing some players there and you know they must be uh really dialing in you know uh you know, all, all kinds of different things from, you know, stick handling, hockey skills, uh, puck skills. Uh, they're doing a real good job. What well, was also really cool about Strinzel's, or about this draft and having him uh, be picked from Ottawa is having now the late Alex Trebek do the uh, pick for him. Yeah, yeah very, uh, very touching moment for, uh, for, you know, Canadians with him, uh, you know, rest in peace. Yeah, definitely. Um, now, at the conclusion of the 2012-2013 season, you ne- you announced your retirement from the game. Being able to walk away from the game on your own is tough at any point, regardless of three years, 16 years, etc. But how was it for you to make that decision and know your time was done after a great 16-year career and kind of be able to walk away without like having an injury kind of force you to walk away? You know, I, I wanted to keep on playing. I was going to uh, – I was – Relatively healthy still, uh, you know, obviously some nicks here and there, but nothing too crazy. But I got a phone call from uh, a buddy of mine that I played junior with and I played with in Columbus, uh, uh, Trevor Lutowski. He was uh, just got announced as the head coach of our old junior team in Sarnia. And he'd asked me if I wanted to come coach with him. And, uh, you know, me and my wife thought about it and I thought about it by myself. and. Uh, it was just time. It just seemed like that was uh, something that I wanted to do. And it was just time to, uh, time to close it up and, uh, you know, go into coaching and, and, and help some young kids, uh, you know, pass on all the stuff that I had been through and, uh, you know, teach them, uh, just give back, I guess the word I'm looking for, give back to the game. Now, talking about giving back and and showing that mentorship and the leadership, a lot of individuals have those mentors in their life that help drive them to success. Um, As most hockey players know, those drives to the rink, as we just talked about earlier, with all the kilometers and the gas and the the time spent, don't happen easily. Um, Who would you say would be one of your biggest motivators if you had to choose one? Um, I would probably say... uh... Coach in Sarnia, uh, Mark Hunter, uh, you know, now with the London Knights, was with the uh, Toronto assistant GM for a while there. Just a guy that uh, very hard on us, very motivating and hard on us, but yet still found a way to make you feel good. I, I don't understand still how he uh, made us work that hard, but yet we still liked him. It was, it was crazy. And uh, he just taught us, you know, just to make some simple plays once in a while, work hard, be an honest player, and, uh, you know, good things will happen, basically. That's great. Now, um, talking about my uh, last section of the show, I always like to end off the show with a a section called Words of Wisdom, um, where I always ask everyone to share their words of wisdom or their advice for the next generation of athletes. So in your case, with – uh, the next generation of uh, ice hockey players, what would your advice be to the next generation uh, for those that want to make a name or themselves or make a career out of hockey? Well, I, like I said, I use a lot of stuff that I went through. And I guess uh, 
people always say work hard or, you know, if you work hard, it'll pay off, you know, put in the work. It's true. You put in the work, you put in the time, uh, work on your skills and never give up. Uh, There is a chance, Um, you know, like the numbers, they're not great, right? You know, we all seen the stats on, on numbers, throw it out the window. You you can't even think about it. If you want it, you got to try and get it and you have to have fun. You have to, if you're in a grind of, I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it. I'm going to try, try, try. You got to have fun with the game. You got to laugh. You got to care about your teammates uh, and have fun off the ice in a, in a gym. If you're working out, have fun, you know, bear down and get it done, but you got to have fun because it's not going to one day it'll be over. You know, that that could be your junior career, never to play again. It, it could happen at any time. So uh, you got to enjoy everything and, and have a, and have a ton of fun. Great words of wisdom from Andy Delmore. Thank you, sir, for taking the time to be on the show. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks for having me. Thanks for reaching out. No problem. We'll, uh, we'll be in touch soon. Okay, thank you. All right, guys. That was Andy Delmore, 16-year NHL alumni. Thank you to Andy for joining me today, and thank you to each and every one of you for joining into another episode of the Players Experience Podcast. We look forward to having you tune in again next week with another exciting guest on the show to talk about their experiences and much more. Until next time, stay safe, guys, and we'll see you all soon.